Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good, ni hao, bonjour. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, creative, intelligent people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. We have a wonderful show for you today with an exceptional guest, restaurant general manager, Eric Stephenson, joins the show. The restaurant industry has been one of the most hardest hit industries over the last year. And managers in the industry found themselves constantly changing and adapting to new rules in an uncertain world. Managers have also had to reinvent not only themselves, but their businesses in order to bring customers in. And there's been a lot of changes. And with that, there's also been an incredible amount of challenges and pressure from the public. For many people, going out to dinner now comes with with a barrage of questions. What are we allowed to do? How far away do we sit? How can we order? Do we have to wear a mask? And through all the challenges... In a way, it seems as if, if restaurant workers are constantly being moved out of the fire and in the frying pan and back and forth. Because of all that, I was excited to chat with Eric Stephenson, general manager of a local restaurant, Kelly's, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I was curious to hear about some of the challenges that he faced and how he evolved personally through the tumultuous year. Eric has been in the restaurant hospitality industry for many years, including stops in Chicago and currently in Scottsdale. On today's episode, Eric shares the challenges that he's recently faced while working in industry, and how his unique background of working in more than one role has helped him thrive as a manager. It was really refreshing to hear the behind-the-scenes account of someone working in the restaurant field. I think it's a world we take for granted. Restaurants are such an important facet of society. They serve more than just a place to get food. They're a place we go to celebrate special occasions, catch up with old friends, or connect with our workmates. I admire Eric for all the work that he does. And I encourage everyone to support their local restaurants. Excited for you guys to meet them. So let's go ahead and bring on restaurant general manager, Eric Stephenson. And let's learn. Eric, my man, and Sterling's newlyweds. Congratulations both. Eric, thank you for being on the show. Chaotic year for many, especially those in the restaurant and hospitality world. So what were some of the biggest challenges? And how did you persevere through all the difficulties that you faced? Well, thank you, Randall, for having me first. Second off, um, yeah, so some of the difficulties were all the new rules, all the new laws, all the, all the, you know, you had state, you had city, you had the CDC. Everybody had different rules, different laws. You didn't know which one to follow. Um, so basically it was just trying to figure out which one fit our restaurant the best and then how to convert our bar slash gastropub into an actual restaurant so that we could operate as a restaurant. Yeah. So when you had all that uncertainty of the different laws and different rules, how'd you handle that as far as, as mentally and emotionally? Cause I know that you're someone who likes structure and when you have all these different questions, it's very frustrating. So how'd you handle that? Well, to me, um, actually it was pretty easy for, <laughs> because I got to restructure the whole restaurant. So it was like actually hitting the reset button and actually getting to redo the menu redo the drinks, make everything a little bit more, as you say, structure. Mm. Uh, I'd be able to take Kelly's on a platform and move it to a next platform and make it grow in a, in a way that no one ever thought it would grow. How about, how about you personally? How did you evolve in the extra time? Because you have this, this new time. You're, you're someone who's worked long hours. You had this extra free time. And I know for you, that's going to be challenging. Like, what am I going to do with all this time? How did you evolve as that time went on? Oh, I... I was able to actually take the time and find myself as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been, I moved out here from Chicago eight years ago and in eight years I rarely had a day off. Yeah. Um, so this was my time to actually find myself and 
you know, you, you get you get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of work, and you don't you forget who you are. When you look in the mirror, sometimes you look in the mirror and be like, "Who is this person? Like, who, who have I become?" Yeah. So it took I took this time to kind of reset my life, reset who I was, and get back to what I thought was most important that I had gotten away from, yeah. and away from the stuff that I was making more important that wasn't. I think that's fantastic. I think it's an accurate statement too, is sometimes you get so busy that you don't have time to think about yourself. And then when you have all this time, it can be, can be scary a little bit because you're like start to learn new things about yourself. It can be difficult. When you had challenges throughout the year, who'd you turn to? Where do you go for inspiration? And when there are questions that are unsolved, you don't know the answer, who do you go to? I, uh, I go to the old, the good old wishing well, and I, I pull out mom and dad. Okay. okay. Mom and dad are always there for me. Um, they, you know, my dad's always been a really hard worker, always had two or three jobs as far as I knew growing up, maybe even more when I was smaller. Um, my mom was always a teacher and her family always owned restaurants. So, you know, I always go to them for my work ethic, always go to them for the hard questions. And, um, you know, it, when it comes to nobody there to give me an answer, who do I turn to? I don't know. I turned to the. I turned the. I turned to one person who I could always talk to, and some way or another, he gives me an answer, and that would be my grandfather. Very cool. Um, but I always talk to him still, and somehow he always somehow shows me a way. Somehow. I love that. I love that answer. And shout out to your parents, especially your mom. Another avid reader. Every time I see her, we always talk a lot about books. And thank you for getting mine. So thank you for, <laughs> for getting mine. I, I can't believe that it's been eight years. First of all, that, that blows, blew me away. But in that time since you moved here from Chicago, you've been involved in pretty much every facet of a restaurant bar industry. You've, been, you've done it all. How did each one of those roles shape who you are now? Because that's rare for someone to work that many different roles. When people start managing or running a restaurant or serving or bartending, but they've never done any other position, they don't understand what that position involves, it, it entails. So they always expect a certain thing in their head, but they don't know what it actually takes to get that role done. By me working every single role, I have a, a different aspect, a different view on how things should be done. So some things that go wrong, I don't really necessarily get upset or mad about because it's like, hey, I've been there before. I've seen that when I've been dishwashing and the, the drains back up, you can't wash dishes. You're trying to do that, but the dishes are backing up and now everybody's getting mad at you because there's no dishes. Yeah. Well, I always jump in. I mean, that's that's I, I don't know if it's an asset or one of my biggest flaws, but working as a general manager, when something goes wrong, I always jump in to help. Whether yeah. it's cook, wash dishes, do floors, clean up bathrooms, I've always done that. Um, I've been pretty bad at delegating. I always seem to jump in because I've done all those roles and it just seems like a natural fit for me. Yeah, but I think staff loves that. The managers who sit on their pedestal and don't get down and do the dirty work they're out of touch. And then if, if they won't do the work that the, your, their staff will, then there's a lot of respect that is lost. During this time, very frustrating, challenging for those in the industry, but also for those outside the industry. So for people who are going to eat, they don't know how to act. They might be feel entitled because the one restaurant or bar they've been to now has these new rules. But you know what? I've been here for a while, so no, this rule doesn't apply to me. So what were some of the uh, encounters you had with, with people, good or bad, over the last nine months or so? Uh, it, it's almost exactly like you said, uh, people are walking in without masks and, Oh, I've been here since, you know, you guys have opened. I don't need a mask. Yeah. Okay. But you do. Unfortunately, I'm held to that standard. You have to be held to that standard yeah. and people are always on their high horse. Oh, I don't have to do that. 
I know so-and-so. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to do this because, um, you know, I helped, you know, with the grand opening, blah, yeah. blah, blah. My reaction to them is, that's great, but do you have X amount of money to get my liquor license back when they pull it because I'm yeah. not abiding by the laws? Um, but then you do have people who understand completely and will tip above and beyond because they understand what the servers and bartenders are going through. So you have your good and bads. But I will say this, for every one good, you have at least three bad. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to everyone who goes in. Be nice to your servers. Be nice to your restaurant staff. They're going through a lot. Working in some of the biggest clubs and bars in several cities, Scottsdale, Chicago, you've seen a lot of wild things, rude customers, and you have been around some entertaining staff. So when you look back on your career, I know you've got a lot of stories to tell. So what are some of the first stories that you like to share? Ah, wow. You've seen it all. I know you have. No, keep this PG. Uh, (laughs) Well, one of the first clubs that I started working at when I moved out here uh, was a very well-known bar. And they were also also known for making a weekday a very popular day. So a Wednesday night was huge uh, when nobody else around here was doing that. So that was new to me coming from Chicago because Chicago's got different type of like days that are busy and in seasons and out of seasons. One of the things that always will remind me of that and what reminds everybody that I worked there with was I was always known, I don't like dealing with out of hand customers. So I used to always just stick them in the dumpster and lock the dumpster and let the cops go around and pick them up so that nobody had to deal with them. So you got those, you got stories like that. Um, You have crazy stories like uh, I got to experience not only the Super Bowl, like the all-star games and all the, all, yeah. like all the stuff that are here and how much of a big deal it is yeah. and how the entertainment center of Old Town Scottsdale turned into every club extended onto the street. The streets yeah. were closed down. Like you got an extra 350 people in your club. That was, to me, will always stick out. Just yeah. To be here for that Super Bowl was a um, like, memorable time. Yeah. Um, all the celebrities that come out here. Um, I know you get a lot of celebrities in Chicago, but in Chicago, they're more low key. They don't, they don't want people knowing they're there. Yeah. I noticed out here in Scottsdale, everybody wants to be known that they're at the bar or club. Mm-hmm. They want to be known they're at the restaurant, that, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I, I, will, I will definitely say out here, um, there are different names for this person, but <clears throat> there are people who go out around holidays and will over tip their servers. Um, and I didn't, I never saw that in Chicago, never experienced any of that. And out here, it's great to see on social media when that like a random bar gets that and they get that $1,200 tip and they split it amongst all the, I mean, that to me, that's what, I mean, we're in the holiday season to me, that's the holiday season. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've noticed out here in Scottsdale. It's not just the holiday season. It is a year long thing. People always do that, which is to me, is warms the heart. Yeah. You mentioned the Super Bowl. I just think back to that week and some of the people you would see random. There were so many celebrities and stars that when you saw one, it wasn't even a big deal. It's like, oh, look at, look at Odell Beckham over there. Just whatever. Like it wasn't even, you didn't even look twice because it's like there was somebody else. It was an, it was an incredible week. Years from now, when you look back on, on 2020, what do you think will stand out? And with that, what were some of the ways that you grew and evolved this year? Um, being locked down for a while and getting a chance to take some time off work and find myself, um, I made a lot of personal goals. Um, I, ch- I did change my life around. Um, I did stop drinking. I living a sober life now, which to me has made me open my eyes to a lot of things. And I ended up finding this, my soulmate 
my wife, um, moved in together. We got married. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it, 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 I got a different perspective of how life is and how short it is and how much we have to enjoy it. And I was able to take that. And when we reopened the restaurant, had a staff meeting and told everybody the drama, the back talking, all this I go, because with everything going around nowadays, we have to live life to the fullest and we have to love our neighbors. Mm. And the staff has now gotten closer and we are considered family instead of just staff members and employees and everybody helps each other out. And to me, even though 2020 was and has been continually a year of a lot of fails and stuff with our government and the diseases, I think a lot of small businesses that have been able to stay around have gotten closer and they've actually built a better rapport with people. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a similar answer to a guest I had earlier today, and it's why she started pursuing a skydiving certification because of the same philosophy. She said, this year has shown that you got to take advantage of the time we have. That's incredible. I'm always fascinated in, in restaurant and bar industry how music plays a role and how when the staff is in a groove, it bleeds out. The customers are in a groove. If the staff likes a song, all of a sudden that customer likes a song. If the staff is grooving, they're serving, they're everything, just the environment's better. And that's why music plays such a role. Throughout your career, what are the songs that stand out as far as enhancing the environment? The ones that when they come on, you hear just an audible, ooh, or just an extra pep in your step. What are the ones that you look back and that'll always make me think of oh, wow. this song? Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's a tough one. Because, um, you know, you got your classics, Caroline, you got your you know, welcome to the jungle, you know, like, I know those are like club and restaurant different. Yeah. Uh, you have your uh, starter from the bottom. A lot of people like that song. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this, a lot of Bon Jovi songs usually get people uh, up and going. Um, with the generation, the genre, uh, it's leaning more towards hip hop and rap now. Yeah. So, but I've noticed that like the 40s and 30 year olds are starting to like that 90 year old hip hop that come back. Yeah. So a lot of like Tupac songs and Biggie songs that come on. Um, a specific certain song, a lot of 80 songs are starting to come back. Yeah. A lot of 80 songs, you've noticed that when they come on, people are singing, uh, the staff sings. Uh, it's that, that throwback is starting to come back. And I think it's hard to pick one song, yeah. but I think it's definitely a genre of songs. I mean, I'd have to say 80s. As far as rock goes, also AC. I forgot ACDC. ACDC. Yeah. Anytime like Thunderstruck or Back in Black come on, yeah, people, everybody sing it. Yeah, but yeah, definitely in the club. Eminem, you know, yeah. I my name is all those songs. You are from Chicago. Very proud of where you're from. Tatted on your arm. As you look back, what makes you the most proud to be from Chicago? And second part of that question: For someone visiting Chicago for the first time, what is the food and drink order? Okay. I am always going to be proud. I live, I die, I breathe, I bleed. Baby blue and red. That's mm. Chicago through and through. <clears throat> being proud of being Chicago is where our, we're known for being big shoulders. We're, we're known for work. We're a blue collar city. We are workers through and through. And that's the way I was raised. You work, you work, and then you enjoy life. I am proud because moving out here, I've noticed a lot of people my age don't have the work ethic that I was brought up with. And I know I got that just because I was in Chicago and how my parents were raised. Um, when it comes to food and drink, 
I will say this, being from Chicago and as much as I eat, there's not so much a drink, it's food. Okay. I mean, it is food. Most Chicagoans will order two or three items to eat and then, oh yeah, I'll have a beer or I'll have a pop with it. Because yeah. we call pop back in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> Don't know what that is. Soda out here, man. Yeah, soda. <laughs> uh, three top things. Number three is a beef, an Italian beef mm-hmm. with mozzarella and, and sport peppers on it. Number two would be a deep dish pizza. Mm-hmm. And then the number one thing is a Chicago hot dog. Okay. Everything on it. We don't, we don't believe in ketchup. So you never get a, a hot dog or hamburger with ketchup on it. So exactly. if anybody, any of my friends that go back to Chicago, I always tell them you got to get one of those three. You always got to get one of those three, if not all three. <laughs> I think that's the way I do it. Do the, do the all three if you can. As we're in the new year in 2021, it's even crazy just to even say that 2020, but as we're here, what do you, what do you want out of the new year? What do you, what do you want from a new year? What are your hopes and goals and plans for the new year? Uh, what I want out of the new year is us to go back to somewhat norm, uh, a normalcy in life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are too many, I mean, it, I, I feel like everybody's divided right down the middle. It's either you're always, you're one way scared or you're one way don't care about this. I think everybody needs to find a common ground. And I think if we were to find a common ground, I think things would be a lot easier. Yeah. I know a lot of people that have had COVID and a lot of people who haven't had COVID. Mm-hmm. And I just think that both sides need to respect each other and find a way to make it work. It's not going to go away anytime soon. So if we just find a way to make it work for everybody, I think it would be a lot easier. Um, and, and I just want, I want everybody to just, honestly look at themselves and find one thing to fix about themselves in 2021. Not a, not a, not, not a resolution where hey, I want to lose 20 pounds, but something that they look in the mirror, like I was able to do and say, Hey, I used to be this way. And I love that about me. Where did I lose it? Where did I go wrong? And how do I get it back? Yeah. And I just think the positive attitude will just spread throughout every, everywhere. And just everyone will start getting along better. Yeah. Like the, the, the hate of the, of everything amongst each other is just, it's, it's depressing. Yeah. And we live in one of the greatest countries in the world, if not the greatest country of the world. And we need to act like that. We need to be that. We need to be leaders of the world, not followers. And being a leader is going into, I'm, I want to I wanna open up my own business. I've decided that I want to take all my knowledge and I want to write a cookbook and I want to open up my own business. That's what, that's what I want to do. And uh, I want to, I want to have time and start a family and spread the word, the love, the message, the ethics, everything I've learned from my parents. I want to pass on to my children. Um, and I want to do it and with time and love and enjoying life. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to be under the gun of somebody else. Um, I just, I just want, I just want to get back to the old ways and just, people get along and people love each other very cool very cool well said and i think the greatest part about that answer is it won't just apply to this year with COVID. it'll apply to many other obstacles going forward and i'm excited about the book now but the only problem is with you telling me that the only problem is now i want to be annoying and i'm going to keep asking about it so that's that's just what comes with you telling me that so well i mean that's perfect because (laughs) i need somebody and i'm going to need your help i'm going to ask you for advice and you know, and hopefully, hopefully in the process, you can teach me a little, little bit about book writing and I'll be able to teach you a few recipes on how to cook some stuff for some future dates. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm all for that. I'll, I'll definitely help you any, every step of the way. I'm excited for that because that's one thing I know nothing about. I know nothing about cooking. I know nothing about it. So I am, 
you could tell by my plastic silverware over here. So I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I am down, down to teach any day of the week. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited to see your 10 year growth and your family and your new and your new marriage and excited to see the book in progress. How can people stay up to date with you and your socials? And also what is the, the, the location you work at? Well, I work at Kelly's at Southbridge. It's in Old Town Scottsdale. Um, you can picture say at Kelly's at Southbridge AZ on Instagram. You can follow me at B-I-G-G underscore E22, Big E22 on Instagram. Um, you can follow me, Eric Stephenson, on uh, Facebook. And uh, those are the places you can find me and find out what's coming next and what's going to happen. We got some big things coming up at Kelly's, going out the new year, trying to get back to where we are. Um, there's this great DJ called uh, DJ Role Model that I'm trying to get in at Kelly's. So uh, hopefully you guys can catch him there too. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation, Derek Stephenson. Give him a follow on Instagram. Big, B-I-G-G underscore E-22. Big E-22. Or follow Eric's restaurant, Kelly's at Southbridge AZ. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. <laughs>